Hey, this is John Jorgensen, and 2022 has been another crazy year with its fair share of ups and downs. But today, we're going to have some fun and look back at some of the best moments from the past year on the Go With John Show. Episode 40, Bill Orrance. Our first clip is from Bill Orrance, a project manager at Stanley Martin Custom Homes. Take a listen and you will hear the personal care and high level of attention to detail the project managers have at Stanley Martin Custom Homes. You just genuinely enjoy working with the homeowner and making their dream become a reality. Oh, yeah, for me, this has always been a dream job. I, mean, I can't believe I get paid to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I absolutely love it. I love construction. Yeah. And people always say, well, why don't you just work your way up the ladder or go, you know, I've had offers for being building inspectors from the counties. Right. And I said, no, no, I really like what I do now. Yeah. And I always have. And, and I'll, I'll do it as long as I possibly can. Yes, Confucius. But, and that makes Confu a big difference. Yeah, Confucius said, "Find something you love to do, and you never work another day in your life." Well, that's that's correct. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I absolutely love it, and um, yeah, I th I think it shows. I think it shows in the work, and it shows with the homeowners. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like this new aspect now going to customs right. as having that interaction with the homeowners. Right. Um, and it, it is kind of sad toward the end where you don't get to see them every week. Um, mm -hmm. I've had homeowners cry when we, you know, say farewell at the end of the project. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to cut those apron strings, uh, strings sometimes. Yeah. But I think one of the best compliments I had from one of the homeowners when we finished it, and we were looking out the window and said, "Well, you know, this is this is it. We're we're done. No more no more weekly meetings. Nothing else." He says, "Bill, I wish I could hit the lottery. We could build another one right across the street." I said, "You know, I I I really like that." When you hit it, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's do it. That's awesome. But I have built multiple homes for for uh, for customers, our customers. Right, right. So it is fun. It is amazing how many people do build a home with us, and then they come back a few years later and build another one. Oh, yeah. It is amazing. There's it is. a lot of repeat business in our uh, in our company. It is. It is. Yeah. It's because it's it's so efficient and it works so well. Right. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So, so what are what are some of the um, your your favorite things uh, to do in the in the project? I know you enjoy the weekly meetings with the customers, but what else is there that that kind of like what what gets you out of bed every day? What are you excited about when you are coming into the office? Uh, give us some examples. Well, I I really like just to make sure one of the, the subcontractors shows up and does what they're going to do for the day and make sure it's done correctly. Mm -hmm. But when it's interacting with the homeowners, I just love teaching them. Right. I love teaching them and showing them how the system works, how the, the foundation drain tile system works. Yeah. What we're looking for is, is on the framing and how all the components of the house come together, and it all makes sense. Right. And the homeowners just, just love it. They, you know, I'll teach you as much as you, you want to know about the house. Right. Um, but, yeah, it just I, I just love it. Episode 41, Patrick Bain. The next clip is from Patrick Bain, president of Property Services Group at Long & Foster. This clip highlights something we've also heard from other highly successful guests and great advice to anyone who wants to shoot for the top. What advice would you have or what things have you learned along the way? So you're, you're, you're a clearly very successful guy. What got you here, do you think? Um, 
I characterize it like this. I don't. I never think I'm the smartest guy in the room, but I'm pretty sure nobody's willing to outwork me. Mm-hmm. So I just get after it and prioritize and make sure I surround myself with, you know, great people, great leaders. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I look at the people that surround me outside of my team, it's our leadership team and our senior leadership team. Our CEO Jeff Detweiler is incredibly supportive, mm-hmm. a great friend, mm-hmm. uh, and also a great boss. And mm-hmm. he pushes on the things that are important and keeps us all focused on the prize. And the prize is maintaining our position in the market and um, supporting our agents every day in the best way that we know how. And Mm -hmm. our management team uh, across every business that we're in um, is, it's humbling at times, but it's also, I'm proud every day Mm -hmm. to come to work. And I've been afforded many of the great opportunities here to be involved in building Long and Foster and continuing to build Long and Foster companies into the player that it is in the market. Episode 44, Jerry Berry. Now for something completely different. This is Jerry Berry, Executive Vice President of First Heritage Mortgage, telling his horror story, which could also be a horror story from his days of living on the farm with his family. Jerry's been on the show a few times, and we love hearing his stories, as well as his advice on construction loans. The real reason you're here today. I know, I know. My mom's going to hate me. Yeah, we got to talk about the horse story. Yeah, I have a horse story for you. Jeremy. Let's hear it. Yeah. We're talking about a horse, not a horror. It's no, a horse. It's a horse. It's a horse. <laughs> so I, I've been on the show before, and you know that I grew up in the Midwest, a little yep. town outside of Springfield, Missouri, a little, little dairy community. And so we had a gentleman farm. We always had a couple of pigs. We had a cow. We always mm-hmm. had a couple of calves on the cow. And, and we also had a couple of horses that we didn't really ride a lot. Yeah. So our hog, her name was Sally at the time. She, she, on occasion, would get out, and she'd get in the horse pasture, right? Mm-hmm. So, so uh, uh, my, my dad was at the bowling alley, mom was home, and, and Sally had got out, and she was running around the pasture, and the horses were chasing the pig. And the horses could trample a pig. They probably wouldn't, but they could, right? right? And they could kill a pig, but they probably wouldn't. Right. Uh, um, so mom calls dad, and, and dad says, well, go get the pig and put it back away. I'll yeah. fix the fence tomorrow. <laughs> so mom goes out and... Walks out there, quarter of a mile, right, gets the pig, puts the pig back in the pen, right. goes back in the house. 30 minutes later, the pig's back out. <laughs> so so mom, calls, mom calls Carl Jean, said, Carl Jean, that damn pig's out again. What am I supposed to do? Right. And uh, he says, well, go get the pig back in and put a piece of wood there. I'm not going to do that. You come home. I can't come home. I'm, I'm running the bowling alley. What am I going to do? He says, well, go get the shotgun. All right, and and it's got bird shot in it. Shoot that horse in the butt, because mom grew up on a farm. <laughs> Shoot that horse in the butt. He'll run up and he won't come back down the rest of the day, and all and the pig will be fine. You can let the pig roam around. Right. So so <laughs> so mom, you know, all we had was a big old double barrel break action shotgun. Right. right. I mean, it was my grandpa's grandpa. The thing was was old as Methuselah. It it wasn't fun to shoot, and it didn't have a pad, and it hurt. Oh. So mom says, "Well, I'm not gonna shoot that that horse with the with the shotgun. I'm gonna use 22." <laughs> no. Okay. So, so so she gets our little 22 out and she shoots that horse. Yeah. 
And uh, of course, it's my sister's horse. She's about the only one that could ride things. The thing was mean. His name was Rebel, and he was mean. So, so, uh, uh, <laughs> so she shoots out. She shoots that horse. She calls Carl Jean. She says, "Carl Jean shot the horse." About that time, Tammy or Janice came home, and and she's all up in arms. Mom shot the horse, and and she's calling the vet. <laughs> so. <laughs> The vet came out. The vet came out, and and you could feel the bullet. Mom just barely hit the horse. The bullet, bullet was down his belly button, right. basically, and you could feel the bullet there. And the the vet said, ah, "That's not gonna hurt anything, but I'll give the I'll give the horse a shot." So the doc, the doc gives the horse a shot and gives him like twenty cc's of streptomycin. The horse has a heart attack and dies. Oh. <laughs> We get up the next morning. The horse is laying over oh. uh, dead. Had a heart. It wasn't the bullet. The bullet you right. can full. You can see the bullet, but the uh, uh, the veterinarian didn't quite know what to give the uh, horse. So we always oh. give my mother a hard time if she shot a horse and killed it. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So it is a, a horror story. story. It's a horse story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! What year story. was that? that? Was a long time ago. I'm gonna go with seventy two. Yeah, seventy two, seventy three. Seventy two, seventy three. Yeah, and that yeah. story has survived all these decades. <laughs> Mom finds out I told that story. She'll be mad at me. Yeah. She, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell her. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell her. She'll have to find it. She's probably not listening to this anyway. I don't think so. Yeah. Moral of the story, just don't let mom hang around your horses. Yeah, no problem. Give her a hard time. <laughs> Episode 46, Ray Greenstreet. One thing about the Go With John show is we have a great variety of guests on the show. Everything from real estate to gardening and everything in between. This is Ray Greenstreet, owner of Greenstreet Growers and Greenstreet Gardens. Not only was he a great guest that has vast knowledge of gardening and running a successful nursery, Green Street Gardens was also one of our first sponsors of the Go With John show. We truly appreciate Ray and his team for believing in the show. And here's a clip from his episode. So talk a little bit. I know one of the things that uh, you're passionate about is gardening and health. So what do you, what do you, what do you say to folks? Because we, we live in such a busy world right now where uh, a lot of folks outsource their gardening to a, uh, to, to, to a neighborhood kid or to a landscaping company. Uh, how important do you think it is for folks to get out and and spend a little time outside in the yard? And it's uh, it's, it's great. It's great exercise. You know, I'm trying to lose weight right now. You know, I put my COVID weight on, and <laughs> my wife's got me on a diet. You know, um, but uh, you know, getting out and and just touching the earth and and um, we have a farm near us that she's doing a lot of the detox work with with people with what they eat and mm -hmm. uh, farm to table and all those types of things, but. Really, just getting your hands dirty, and you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, it's you know so much work." Don't take on too much. You right. know, a small raised bed in your backyard will produce. You know, put a couple tomato plants and some squash, and you know, it'll it'll produce a lot. Episode forty-eight: Chris, Brian, and Christopher Gebford. This episode was a lot of fun. Christopher Gebford and his two sons, Chris and Brian, from Promo Inc. and Superior Sprinkler Systems, not only came in to talk about the family lawn mowing company, but also what it's like to work with family. I asked them, what is it like to work with their dad? And their dad's response is priceless. So, so what kind of lessons have you learned from your dad? Or, or, this ought to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
You need to put both of them on the spot. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming to the. I'm coming back over to Brian in a second. Yeah, Chris, I, Chris, Christopher's is he's got to get some mic time here. Yeah, I've learned. You know, I think I guess one of the words that come to mind I think is like patience. Yeah, having patience with your dad or I having think patience just overall. With yeah. Yeah, 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 overall. Um, you know, and, and that could kind of tie into. You know, how you react to something, whether it's business or in life, if maybe it doesn't go as planned. Right. Uh, you know, maybe eliminating the time. If something you do, it doesn't go the way you expected it. Eliminating the time, fretting over it, upset, you know, just moving on to the next thing, trying right. to, to get better. Um, so, you know, communication is mm-hmm. a big thing. I think ever since I've been young and it's, you know, been tied to work and just outside of work. But I think he's been fantastic at just building and maintaining relationships. Right. Um, you know, which even before you start, we started recording, you were talking about the you know importance of having connections, having relationships. Right. A lot of people, whether it's business or in life, they, they can spark relationships. But how, how long does it last? Right. Um, so seeing him from when I was younger, having conversations on the phone or in person with mm-hmm. people and now – you know, whether it's five, 10, 15, 20 years on the road, still having conversations with the same people and more. Um, I think I've learned a lot of lessons of, you know, the importance of, and, and, and what keeps those relationships is being good, good friend, being honest, right. Working to make the relationship healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that it can apply to a ton of things, yeah. business and outside of it. So, Brian, what about you? I know you've had time to think for a minute. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, big, you know, my relationship with my dad and things that I've learned, you know, um, I've been I've been working for him for 10 years. Right. Um, and when I started working, you know, he just he really sold it to me. You know, um, you can take it as far as you want. You right. Know? So really, the the big thing that, you know, thinking about my dad, what I learned from him is that, you know, it's hard. Life is hard. You mm-hmm. know, running a business is hard, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times, you know, sort of the, the work's never done. You know, right. you can always improve and always, you know, get better and, and, and do it better, you know. Um, and he, he, he always stayed himself, you know, so that's something that I really... You know, it, it, I've been fortunate to, you know, sort of see from him, you know, because we've grown, um, we've go through ups and downs, you know, but um, he's he's sort of doing it his way and he stayed, you know, himself. So it's mm-hmm. it's been uh, it's helped me, you know, mm-hmm. because I, you know, I'm going through a lot of things that he went through with the business and, um, you know, just sort of just believing in myself and staying true to myself and, mm-hmm. you know, just always remember that, Hey, if, you know, if no one else is going to do it, you know, it, it, it's going to be you, you know, so right. put in that time and, you know, um, it, it it's, it's necessary. It has to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just roll through, you know, being in a family business, you can't just assume that you're, you know, you're safe or the business is safe. So right. you need to, uh, you need to really put in the time. Episode 49, John Esposito. It's always interesting to hear the different responses to the question, what makes you get up in the morning? John Esposito, owner of Personal Touch Jewelers and founder of Bikes and Breakfasts, tells us what keeps him going. I've got to, I've got to tell you this. 1999, 
I met a gentleman to back up. We rode, if you know what a Yamaha R1 is, it's an incredible, back in the day, it mm -hmm. was the fastest bike. It was incredible. And I met this gentleman that made a, a um, it's called an undertail enclosure. Mm -hmm. So you took away that plastic black fender and you put this under, it was made in, in France. Mm -hmm. it, you took this and made, it was painted and it really finished off the back of the bike. Long story, he and I became very good friends. Mm -hmm. To the point where I went to Europe with him, and he, the motorcycle show in Europe is unbelievable. But to shorten this, he expressed to me, because he was making a lot of money, he expressed to me, I wake up to make money. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, John, I am not kidding you. I pondered this for three and a half days. Mm hmm. Why do I wake up? What, you know, and I actually came up with that. I wake up to make people happy. Yep. When I make people happy, I'm happy. Right. You know, so right. it, it's, it's, not, it's not that I'm so generous. I need it. Yeah. I need, I need it for my personal life. Yeah. I need it for my business life. And, of course, in my business life, I make people happy. I make a living. Yes. You know? Yeah. I, there are so many jewelers around that makes so much more money than I do. Mm -hmm. I, I, am I envious? Yeah, slightly. But I'm not, I'm not willing to work that hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I, mm -hmm. I need, I put my heart and soul in everything I make. I could never do $4 million a year that I hear, you know. Right, right. Most of that is, I, I'm going to guess, is, is manufactured. You know, when yeah. I worked for a manufacturer, gosh, I'd have an envelope. I was telling you about diamond hearts. I'd have 20 of those diamond hearts. When I opened the loose diamonds, my tray would be like a mountain of diamonds. Yeah. You know, where did they all go? They went to all the different stores in the country. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas, sure, they have a salesperson. They sell that item over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me... I may make an item and I may not make it again. Yeah, and that's why you call your store Personal Touch. There you go, John the Jeweler. Episode 52, Soraya Tamadin. How we organize and design our homes makes a huge impact on how we live our everyday lives. In this clip, Soraya Tamadin, owner of Design and Staging Group, tells us an interesting story about her most difficult client, an eight-year-old boy named Jack. In my career, only one person has made me real nervous in interior design, and it's this eight-year-old Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous to do uh, his room. Right. So one day when he went to school, we did the installation. Right. He comes back. I wanted to see his reaction. He says nothing, and he goes around his room, touches different surfaces, and mm -hmm. looks at things. And um, he was very, you know, quiet. So I went home, and then tomorrow morning, his uh, mom called me, and she said, Soraya, for the first time in his life, Jack made his bed, put everything back how you had it, um, so he enjoys the, the organized room. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was a fantastic achievement because I feel like I changed this 
boy's life right when it comes to order and how he has to keep his room he was so impressed and he was so comfortable in his room mm -hmm. that he wanted to keep it the same way mm -hmm. so that was one of the great things and that's a story i tell my clients how order and a good design can affect people in the house right it affects your mood it affects um how you relax in the house right. and ultimately really ultimately it uh, affects your relationships in the house mm -hmm. when you're proud of your home you invite people more so mm -hmm. it changes your social life so it should not be you know taken lightly episode 53 rob moore here's a story that's both funny and heartwarming Rob Moore, Vice President of Operations at Beltway Pools, tells us the story of summer days at the pool and how he met his future wife. I'll give you a, a, a two-for-one special here. So okay. um, I'll, I'll let you know a, a funny pool story and also let you know how I met my wife at the same time. Fantastic. Yeah, so... Um, I, I worked commercial pools for 10 years. Okay. Um, so, and with commercial pools, you are... Um, you are getting uh, a lot of companies are getting lifeguards from Eastern Europe primarily right. that come over and um, work on a J-1 work and travel visa through the State Department. Sure. Um, that's depleted a lot in the last couple of years, which has made commercial pools struggle a lot as well. Um, but anyways, so back in 2009, I met what would be my wife. She's from Ukraine. Right. And um <clears throat> she came over and worked she worked at this pool in alexandria uh, for about three years she eventually became the pool manager there mm -hmm. so um i was her supervisor so you know uh, we met on very unprofessional circumstances um <laughs> but um anyway i got a phone call one day um from a, a kid that was probably 14 15 he was a patron of the pool right and he said um hey uh, your your lifeguard called me a douchebag and and there was two guards at this pool, so I had a 50-50 chance. It yeah. was the, the girl I was dating. So um, I was like, uh, okay. I said, what did she look like? He described exactly my wife. Um, and I was like, uh, great. So I'm going to be stuck between the company I'm working with and the, the, the girl I'm dating. Right. So not a good position to be in. So I gave her a call, and yeah. I said, um, you know, first I was kind of impressed, you know, like she's still learning English, you know, that's, that's a pretty advanced word. So right. <laughs> um, I end up uh, calling her on the phone, and I said, hey, I just got a call here. Like, yeah. did you call a kid a douchebag? He goes, I absolutely did. He was being one. Yeah. And I said, you can't do that. <laughs> she goes, why not? It was the truth. I was like, that's not how it works here. I said, yeah. <laughs> uh, I said, what was he doing? She said he was, he was taking all the kids' toys in the pool, and, um, and the parents were complaining so right. i said hey douchebag get out of my pool you right. know you're done i took his pool pass and he's not coming back <laughs> and i was like you know you're gonna create a big problem for me here you know their parents are gonna call he's a minor this is gonna get out of hand yeah so anyway about a day later um I get a phone call from a random number and I answer it and um, it's the father of this kid. Right. And I'm just slapping myself in the forehead going, here we go. Yeah. And he said, hey, um, my child came home and said that your lifeguard uh, called my son a douchebag. And I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I heard about that. I said, I am very sorry, sir. I said, I apologize. Um, you know, they are from Eastern Europe. The culture is different. They're learning stuff here. That's part of the program. Right. Um, 
I've handled it. And he goes, no. He said, I don't want you to apologize. He said, my kid's always a douchebag. <laughs> and he said, I wanted to go over there and commend her for doing that because he needs to learn a lesson. Right. And, um, you know, I was like, man, there's still parents around that, you know, are teaching their kids discipline. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it would end up working out in the end. But, uh, that is you funny. know, very nervous situation at the yeah. time. So, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. So, uh, so that is, uh, that, that is great. So how long have you been married? Um, it'll be 12 years this September. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Episode 56, Sam Wolbert. Ever wonder why the chicken crossed the road? Sam Wolbert, president and CEO of the Animal Welfare League of Arlington has the answer for you. And it's not what you expect. What kind of things may you come across in your in your daily uh, rounds? Yeah, so the animal control team is always in the community. Um, and part of being in the community in Arlington County is that you see a lot of interesting things. Um, one example was this past January. Um, you've heard kind of the story of why did the chicken cross the road? Well, in this instance, the chicken crossed the road to get to the Pentagon. Uh, we were called in by Pentagon officials because there was a chicken wandering around their security checkpoint. <laughs> we don't know how it got there. Um, you know, what is a chicken doing running around the Pentagon? Uh, we, we never found that out, but we were able to to go in and assist. Uh, we brought the chicken back to the shelter. Um, it hung out with us. No one came to kind of uh, claim it. So it became our chicken and wound up being adopted by one of our, one of the animal control officers that was originally on the scene. But in the meantime, uh, we put something out on social media and you never know how these stories are going to play out, but this one just blew up. It got picked up by news uh, not only across the country, but around the world as far as England and India. Um, and even went so far to be featured on the Jimmy Fallon show. He, <laughs> he wrote a song about this, uh, the chicken crossing the road to get to the Pentagon. Um, so it's stories like that, that <laughs> just on a given day, you never know what you're going to come right. across. Well, and that makes life fun. Episode 57, Lillian Jorgensen. It's always a treat to have my mom, Lillian Jorgensen, on the show. This year, my mom came on the show a few times to chat about the real estate process as well as her view of the real estate industry at large. We also get to catch up a little, which is a great added bonus. In this clip, Lillian chats about our family trip this past year to Denmark, where she was born to celebrate a momentous occasion. So let's talk about something really exciting. Well, that would be our trip to Denmark. Yes. So you okay. just went back uh, to Denmark and, yeah. and we were uh, lucky enough to be able to go with you. And you got remarried right. for your 60th wedding anniversary. Right. And so, everyone should have their children and grandchildren at their wedding, right? At their, <laughs> at, at their first wedding? I'm not sure. <laughs> That would be something to talk about. but That yeah. was a little omen, yes. Yeah. So for years, my husband had been saying, well, when we get to 60 years, we should go back to Denmark and get married again. We were married in Denmark in March of 1962. And in my little hometown of Culling. And uh, of course, I was saying, yes, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go on with your daily lives. Well, well, here it is this year, uh, 2022, and we reached our 60 years in March. 
And so we did, in fact, decide to go back to Denmark, and we were lucky enough to be able to make an appointment with the priest who baptized my 15-year-old grandson, who unfortunately couldn't make it. My daughter could not make it. Um, and it's in, a, and also my brother and sister-in-law were married in that same charming little church in Copenhagen. Um, so um, we did go back, and we had a wonderful uh, ten days in Denmark. And John and his family went, and I think we all had a really fun time. It was. It was a lot of fun. Yep. A lot of fun. Episode sixty-two, Mauricio Trigo. The Go With John show offers some truly excellent opportunities for people to share their story, and there's no better example than Mauricio Trigo, CEO of Infinity Limo Car Service. From legal immigrant to CEO, this is an inspiring story for anyone and everyone. So Mauricio, so tell me where in Bolivia did you come from? Uh, I came from a uh, uh, town uh, called Cochabamba. Cochabamba. And then when you came to the U.S., you came to Washington, D.C., and you are living the American dream. I am. I am definitely am. I, uh, I think that I experienced everything of the American dream, which is, um, you know, work very hard for, for your dreams mm-hmm. and achieve them, yeah. uh, succeed, but also fail. Yes. And able to build my company again from 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 zero back back to yeah, where we are yeah. now and I, and I think really you 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 beat me to the punch and I didn't want to interrupt your story but you know when you were speaking about uh, leaving your company to go start your own company and the uh, the manager asked you to continue to drive for him that was because you had integrity and you were honest he would not have wanted you to continue to service his clients with you as a competitor if you didn't have honesty and integrity as part of your your core values. So, and I think it's the same with the last story you just told about the um, the, uh, it, the 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 government official that has made a lot of introductions for you. He could sense that you were an honest uh, person and, and he trusted you. Uh, I don't know if it was a he or a she, I'm making an assumption, but uh, you know, the, the um, you know, the, the stories that you've told, I mean, you, you went to school, you learned how to speak English, you went to work, you learned how to wash the cars, you learned how to process the credit card statements, you worked in the industry, you learned everything about the industry inside and out and upside and down. You had a mentor in your first company that you worked for that was willing to let you drive a car so you could learn how to start driving around. And you had a very intelligent mentor who said, hey, learn how to drive from the airport to here and here to the airport. And it's, it's uh, you know, you, you were in the right place, you had the right people yeah. around you, uh, but you did the work. and. You know, the hardest thing that you had to do, and, I, and you know, it's funny, our team, we just had a meeting on Monday. You know, I had to survive, you know, in business, the aftermath of 9-11. And, you know, we're, we're going through challenges right now in the real estate industry. And you went through some really difficult challenges uh, when COVID hit. But it makes you stronger. It makes you better. And you're here. And probably many of your competitors went out of business. You know, so when you had the fortitude and the wherewithal to fight your way through it and to go out and dig ditches and get up on roofs and put solar panels on to pay your bills, to keep your business alive, it it paid off. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. I believe I believe it did. And, um, you know, we've been very blessed that uh, that um, we 
we were able to to come back from from all this because yeah. it was it was a really tough time yeah but um with perseverance hard work um it, it it you know it paid off now and now we it's not like we don't have challenges and mm-hmm. i think we were talking off mic before about uh the challenges of finding you know workforce right so right 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 absolutely so, and this is something that we still we still we still work on uh, mm-hmm. working on and right now it's incredible because uh when before when we interview you know someone for for a position we will kind of listen to the person and and see if he's fit for the company right but now it's kind of the opposite we need to show the person that uh, that our company fits uh, their, yeah. their needs so it it's changed a lot yeah <laughs> and uh, it's it's, a, it's another challenge that we have yeah. and as we grow and we acquire more 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 vehicles uh we also need to find the right people to work with us so mm-hmm. it, you know it's going to be a challenge and it's going to uh, but we know that we're going to succeed at the end Episode 63, Nancy Wilson. This year, we got the chance to sit down with some very successful realtors in the industry to chat about everything real estate. Something all realtors talk about is work-life balance, and Nancy Wilson has a story I love having to do just with that. So I remember one time I called you and you were uh, <laughs> driving in the car and uh, tell me, tell me what, cause, cause that, that is one of the most memorable interactions <laughs> I've ever had with you. And for some reason it just, it just stuck with me. So I called you, we're talking and what happened? You called me and I always say I don't answer phone calls in my car when I have passengers, but I knew it was you. And I was like, okay, it can't be too private of a conversation. Right. So I think I was driving my kids to school, preschool. Um, and I answered the phone and you were asking me something. And I think the kid in the backseat started crying and I was like John just a second and I thought I muted you or me but clearly I didn't mute it and I just I said to the kid listen listen I know you're sad I know you're crying I know you're upset but please can you just cry quietly so I can finish this call and then I'll drop you off at school oh it was amazing it's like I know you need to cry but you need to cry quietly quietly Which is now why I can't take calls with people in the car. I've tried to do it. Yeah. And then I get a kid sniffling or I get somebody coughing. I'm like, oh, they can't know what somebody right. else is in the car. And, and you know what? People don't realize, though, when you're having a conversation about real estate with the client, your brain is all in. Like, yeah. you don't need that distraction. And in fact, sometimes those distractions happen and you don't even realize they're happening because you're so focused on the on the conversation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, like I said at the beginning of the episode, this has been a year of ups and downs for everyone. I hope and imagine these best of episodes are an opportunity to look back on some of the impactful, interesting, or just plain funny moments that happen every year. This year on the Go With John Show, we talk to a lot of great people and appreciate everyone who's come on the show. I've also recorded a few solo episodes, including an episode chatting about my experience living in an RV during the pandemic. Whatever next year brings, thank you from everyone on the Go With John Show team for listening, sharing, and being a part of this journey with us. I'm John Jorgensen, and I hope you can get out there and build something extraordinary.